there's an old song that goes, summertime and the living is easy. This summer, it seemed like it's, it is hot. I don't know about the rest of the country, Luke, but here in Texas, where I live, it's been 102, 104, 106, seemed like almost every day. And But, you know, that does not take away from my desire to go hunting. I know, and I'm a kindred spirit, buddy. I feel the, <laughs> I feel the same way. You know, I've, I've got. I'm going to spend a little time toward the end of this month on the FTW Ranch, where they teach the all uh, the sportsman all. Uh, what? Well, excuse me. Let me start all over again. Sportsman all weather, all terrain marksmanship, hunter training. But while I'm there, uh, I've got an exotic that I can take off of that particular ranch. They they have some really outstanding hunting there as well too. Besides doing all the training, and so I'm kind of looking at that. And with that being the case, you know. Summertime hunting, uh, there, there are different things to do. Of course, years ago, I used to go to Africa a lot this time of the year, but not doing that this year. And we're kind of coming off of the tail end now of, of bear seasons in most places. I think there may be one or two still up, way, way up north. But, uh, you know, here in, in the southwest, we are either cursed or blessed, depending upon your description of them, of exotics, uh, such as axis deer and, and fallow deer and a whole bunch of other different things, and Audad as well, too, Neil Guy farther south, and, and wild hogs. But to me, the summertime is such a great time to, to hunt certain species. And Well, I mentioned the axis deer, and usually axis deer being from the temperate zones of, of India initially and were brought over here in the 1930s, thereabouts. Uh, those particular animals have antlers, there's always within a herd, there's always one or two hard-antlered bucks, and it seemed like the majority of their breeding season, even though they breed year-round, uh, occurs in June and July. And so if you're into axis deer hunting and looking for something that's a really unique animal with antlers that are absolutely fantastic and hair coat that's spotted and meat that's out of this world good, it's a good time to do so. So I'm, I'm going to see if I can talk to Mr. Fallon, who, who kind of runs that property and owns that property, and let me shoot an axis deer. Boy, I tell you what, you know, the axis, uh, I'm, I, I absolutely love everything you mentioned about an axis deer. The uh, not Every one that I've ever shot, I've got the hide tanned, you know. Just beautiful coat, beautiful hide, awesome horns, and a meat <laughs> The meat is so good. Uh, summertime hunting, Larry, you know, if you're hunting a place like the FTW where you'll be, they have a walk-in cooler. They've Absolutely. got a way to handle the meat to keep it right. chilled. Uh, that's great. And a lot of people do uh, hunt uh, hunting operations, you know, uh, places that are equipped with, with uh, walk-in coolers. But right. uh, a lot of us don't. I mean, you know, a lot, a lot of people also hunt, I should say, their leases or their kinfolk's land, that kind of deal. Uh, you can still keep hunting, and you know, but but it requires a little bit of of uh, forethought, and it requires it a lot of uh, about forty pounds of ice <laughs> and a big. Uh, I'm laughing here, but I, I, Larry is too. He knows what I'm getting at. But but when I go hunting hogs or whatever, if unless I'm at a, a place where there is a walk-in cooler, I've got about a hundred and twenty quart. Uh, ice chest and i've got 40 pounds of ice in it and on the way to the hunt i put that in there and shut it up i don't open it again until it's time to put some meat in there but you know you can but you do have to think ahead don't you larry in the summer if you're not hunting a place with 
you know, with uh, refrigeration, walk-in coolers, you know. You're exactly right. But even like with the FTW, I now live about 200 miles from where you I used do. to live, 60 yeah. miles from, from the front gate, which I dearly love. But, uh, so that means transporting that meat home as well, too. So I'll, I'll take a big cooler. And, and these days, there's such fantastic coolers out there that uh, that hold cold for a long period of time. There, uh, I know that, you know, there's been some that have been around for a while now, but there's so many different brands now that hold that cold for a long time. You can throw ice in there. And so what I'll do, even if I'm going out to the FTW, where I know I'm going to be able to hang that animal in the cooler and cool it down, I still got to get it home. So I'm going to carry my big cooler with, you know, a bunch of ice. And uh, the only thing that I'll add to that ice that I'll buy, you know, in a, uh, I won't say it in a granular farm, but, you know, an ice, small ice cube farm is, uh, I, I'll take a couple of empty uh, or previously used, if you will, milk jugs and fill those up with water and freeze them and put those in there. And that, that serves, you know, several different purposes as well. So while I'm out there, if, if I'm hunting in an area where there's not a cooler, uh, I've got water to keep hydrated, cold water. I've got water to, you know, kind of wash my hands kind of thing. But it'll also help keep that cooler cold enough to where I can transport that meat or cool it down quick enough to where I don't have to worry about it spoiling. That's true, Larry. You know, uh, I've, I've kind of developed a system in the summertime, especially for hogs, but it will work for, for any game animal, but especially good for hogs. Say you shoot one late in the evening, and, and right now most of the hog hunting that I do, and, and I'm close within a mile of my home, is there are lots of wild hogs, and I hunt them just about whenever I need some meat. You right. know, uh, <clears throat> I like to take... Definitely, uh, I've got a freezer, a chest freezer at home. Of course, this is a luxury if you live close to your home. Uh, but if you don't, the ice situation in, in the big cooler will also suffice, you know. Uh, so either uh, have access to just a, a free chest freezer, you know, at your home or where, camp or wherever, or some ice. Well, I'll shoot a hog, and, and instead of uh, actually field dressing a hog like you would deer, Larry, I'll just take take the knife remove the quarters the four quarters hide on i don't worry about out there in that heat trying to skin them out out there you know in the woods or whatever i take uh, leave the hide on the quarters and then i'll remove the back strap i don't even uh field dress the animal you know so I take that and then if i'm near near my home i'll take those quarters and and put them in a leaf bag and put them in the freezer overnight well they're not going to freeze solid they're going to get cold which they need to do, but leaving that hide on, I'll wash them off, you know, clean the hides up, right, and then right. put them in there first, but <clears throat> it's, it's not going to hurt anything. And then the next morning, after a good night's sleep, get out there while it's cool in the morning and uh, skin those hides out and uh, skin the, the quarters out, I should say, and, and turn it into pork. So you could do the same thing uh, if you weren't at a hunting camp with a chest freezer or weren't close to home do the same thing with with an ice chest and uh leaf bags you know you're exactly right and of course you know i know that you've done this in the past too i love those big ice coolers because a lot of times where i live i don't no longer have a walk-in cooler or mm-hmm. way to, to kind of age my my venison particularly yeah and even with the whitetail or or it was going to say with the axis here as well to any of the deer species what i'll do is i'll debone that thing I'll put a layer of ice, put a layer of meat, and a layer of ice, you know, 
stack it up, put mm-hmm. it in there, and open the drain and kind of put it on a little bit of an angle, and I'll keep replenishing that ice in there and keeping that meat cool for for several days, and it will do an absolutely fantastic job there too of of, of aging that meat where you don't have a cooler that you can just hang it for several days. It will, and that brings up a good topic, Larry. Uh, and I've done that with pork, you know, wild pork too. Right. Uh, but you know, I, I wonder, and this this is an answer, a question that I really don't have the answer to, but definitely venison, beef. You know, you want to age that. I mean, the beef right. that you buy at a store has been aged a couple of weeks, probably, to right at controlled temperatures and controlled yes. humidity. Uh, so venison. If you can leave that in an ice chest for several days, keep it, keep that drain plug, you know, open. Uh, right. I really, and, and I've done pork that way a lot. I really don't think uh, that pork benefits from aging. <clears throat> I really don't. Right. You know, because, you know, domestic pork that you buy, it's not aged. It's, no, you know, no, fresh no. pork. So, I don't know. But I, I've, I have visited with a lot of other hunters that say, well, I want to age that pork. I don't think pork benefits from aging like beef or venison or, you know, other meats, Larry, you know? Or if it does to me, it, and I've tried the same thing. I've tried to eat yep. the, the wild pork particularly mm-hmm. where you're not dealing with a whole lot of, uh, of fat tissue, you know, right. around the, that kind of thing. And I, I cannot tell the difference. Now, I will tell you that I have been in Spain where they will hang a, a hindquarter for years before they eat it. And it's there. It does seem to make a difference, but uh, I can't. I'm at a loss of terms right now. I can't remember what, exactly what they call that particular pork kind of. Starts with a starts with a P. <laughs> I know the, what you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it does. But uh-huh. I mean, that really adds to the flavor of that pork. So, but that's a totally different situation. We're that's not, curing it. Yeah, uh-huh. that's that's curing it more than anything else. But I, from what I've tried, I cannot tell that there's a difference. I've I've taken some of the same meat, you know, and, and eaten it right away and, and then put it in the freezer immediately and frozen it, you know, and, and vacuum packed it so uh, so vacuum the, the uh, so there's no air in there and then also tried aging it. And, and I can't tell any difference. To me, there's, if there is a difference there, it's not enough to where I want to go through the trouble of aging that pork. The, I'm with you, Larry. Uh, you know, I, I will mention uh, something that you and I both have can testify is great eating. And uh, curing pork is not rocket science, not with, not with the cures that we have. You know, uh, as boys, you and I grew up, uh, Morton Sugar Cure, that was the thing. Everybody, and it's still, it's a great product. But, <laughs> yes. but there's, there's another way that I learned a few years ago, and you've sampled this and done it, uh, pea meal bacon. And I can oh my gosh. run over this real quick, but uh, pea meal bacon uh, was uh, invented, if you will, in Toronto, you know. So back in the 30s or something like that, they used to grind peas up up in Canada. So now pea meal bacon is made with uh, like cornmeal, a coarse cornmeal. Uh, and it cures you, and you basically just take a pork loin, and this is, Larry will testify, this is some of the best breakfast food there is. <laughs> it is. It, it is. Or any other time of the day, as yeah. far as I'm concerned. Sandwich for lunch. But pea meal bacon, um, there's kits that you can buy. I'll tell you how to find that in a minute. But it's it's very economical, less than 10 bucks to get a kit to make pea meal bacon. Pork loin, domestic pork loin, Larry, uh, is great. Uh, I'll take 
now if I'm using wild pork loin because they are so small, they're not big. Uh, two and a half inch uh, wild right. pork loin is the big one, you know, really. It is. So I'll get five or six, six or eight of those frozen, and then I'll make it. But you basically just, I'll just pump it with a needle, uh, 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 inject it with a needle of, of the cure, the brine mix. Mix mm-hmm. that up in a plastic tub, and uh, you, the kit has everything you need. Just put your cure in there and then pump it and leave it. Uh, 24 hours take it out and rinse it really good you know you mm-hmm. want to make sure you get all that brine off of it run some water on it and then sprinkle it with the uh, cornmeal uh you know each piece right. and, and rather than one big old long domestic pork loin i'll cut my, a, a regular loin into about four chunks right. and, and make it more you know conducive to uh, breakfast size pieces of of meat and uh, put sprinkle that on there, and then I'll just uh, I'll vacuum seal it usually unless I'm going to eat it pretty quick. And then I'll set that in the refrigerator for four or five more days to let those let that cure just continue working, you know, mm-hmm. in the meat. Mm-hmm. And then throw that in the freezer. And when you and I are at hunting camp wherever, <laughs> you're talking about some. And then slice that up in the mornings with some eggs, um, Larry. The the I don't know where else you could get the kit, but butcher packer supply and i yes. think it's like eight bucks uh and yeah that's it's a, not very much that's enough to cure uh, several big pork loins in in the tub the plastic tub but uh you can google butcher packer supply folks or butcher hyphen packer.com i think is a website but yes. that'll that that's one way folks could put some of that fresh pork to good use you know larry they really can. I'll tell you what, you know, it, I go to the grocery store more often than really I guess I should, but uh, I'm always looking for whenever they run por- entire pork loins on sale, and that happens quite frequently. And every time I find one on sale, I'll buy one or two of them and put them in the freezer to, uh, or, you know, or, or do just what you said yeah. there and, and prepare them and then put them in the freezer. And, oh, my God, of course, it, to me, that is as fine of meat as there is. And, it is out of this world. Good. It's good, Larry. Uh, and I didn't mention this, but it's it's an option. I like the the smoke flavor a lot. I'll take those those loins after they've cured, and I've got electric smoker smoking yes. text, and I'll put some pecan wood on there. And oh I won't gosh. I won't really cook it. In other words, you would not no, want no, to no. eat it. You it's it hasn't ever been brought up to one sixty. They say now the the uh, one forty five is a safe temperature for pork, but that will not get it tender. I still get pork up to one eighty, two hundred yeah. degrees when I'm cooking it. But anyway, smoke it for a couple of hours at say one twenty degrees. That's yeah. what, what you and I eat at camp, and then 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 freeze it. <laughs> it's it's pretty good eating, Larry. Gosh, you, plumber, you ruined me. I'll tell you. <laughs> well, you I've got you watching those sales, and then. And I, honestly, the wild pork makes good. It's not as tender at all, but it's right. so good. But it just takes more of them. Uh, oh, it yeah. take you don't. I don't want to fool with the wild pork unless I've got at least six or six or more, six or eight uh, back straps. You know, because I just once you make that uh, the the vat of brine up, you need some meat to put in there to make it worthwhile. You know. Absolutely. All that does makes me want to go hunting more. <laughs> <laughs> well, Larry, let's wrap it up with all our friends this week. And uh, and you and I, when we get slowed down a little bit, we need to plan us a hog hunt with our buddy Jeff Rice and we get did, up and there we and have us a – you betcha. 
Well, we'll folks, I hope you enjoyed visiting with Larry and I. You probably have ascertained that this is not scripted. <laughs> so, Larry, we'll be right back with everyone with a new show next week, right? I cannot wait. All right.